podcast, where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory. Welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. Again, please forgive me for the suboptimal audio. The tunnel, I can see the end of it. Construction's almost done, and I can go back to using my mixer. So, again, apologies. Oh, before I forget, let's read the reviews early. I like to give props to people who write the reviews. I told you I'd read it, and sometimes I read it at the end, but I'm, you know, I'm not stupid. I know a lot of you guys don't listen to these stuff at the end, the promo stuff. So we got from Bad Flights. Good information. Useful information for men of ages. And then I believe I read the other one. The Awakened Man podcast has been very helpful to me on a number of fronts. Gregory's sense of humor, his Christian worldview, his wisdom, and practical advice has been a godsend. For me, as I navigate a major transition in my life, I would strongly recommend the Awakened Man podcast to others. That's from Hobnocker. Thank you, brother. All right, so today we're going to talk about the subtle unicorn. Now, what do I mean by the subtle unicorn? So, there's two types of men. I mean, there's a lot of different types of men, but there's two types of men vis-a-vis MGTOW red pill. There's those who've been burnt, either, you know, they lost frame or they just happened to choose the wrong woman. You know, lots of times if you have early childhood trauma, you're going to have a cluster B borderline wife. But either way, you have men like myself who've been burnt, and now I pay 50% to child support. And there's other men who either for a variety of reasons, maybe they haven't dated a lot, or maybe they just dated better quality women or whatever, that let's say they reach the age of 30, and they've never been really affected by the court system or by a cluster B's antics or anything like that. They've had a couple of long-term relationships, and they ended it, the guy ended it, and she took it relatively well, and so he's had normal relationships. So he stumbles upon red pill content, and he cognizantly can recognize the intellectual reasons for MGTOW. But he personally himself hasn't experienced it yet. So he almost has the proverbial grass is greener look of things. Well, I know there are all these anecdotal stories on Reddit, Facebook, podcasts like this one, YouTube channels, of course, of men who've been destroyed. They've lost hundreds of thousands of dollars, practice, they lose their kids, the, the baby mama practices parental alienation, the kids hate them, they maybe even end up in jail for false allegations, blah, blah, blah. But, dot, 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 they haven't experienced it. So they keep going on Bumble or Tinder or whatever, and they, and they, and they still interact, sometimes they hook up, whatever. And then they meet the subtle unicorn. So the subtle unicorn is a woman that comes into their life that seems good. They have similar interests. Uh, she's telling him what, what, what he wants to hear. 
course, she's using the one asset she has to ensnare him, which is the golden pea and love bombing words. So I guess it's two things. And so on one level, he has this level of cognitive dissonance because he knows that he should be very weary and cautious and circumspect because he knows, okay, the court system, okay, well, we know about values, chameleons, you know, women will, will mimic the, the values of the man they're trying to get because really, really most women don't have any values at all. And they know, okay, she's trying to love bomb me and give me a lot of sex to block my reason and logic, which is the man's strength and asset. I know all these things, right? He's like, I know all these things, but dot, dot, dot. This is a problem. See, in some ways, and we have a past episode, maybe 30 episodes back, does does, does MGTOW make you jaded and cynical? Because some would say, Gregory, you're jaded and cynical. And I would say, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. You know, if if I've gone through the... the, the uh, the gauntlet, the proverbial gauntlet, you know, the old Native American gauntlet where they hit you, hit you, run you, run through the thing. And I would not be a little cynical and circumspect, then I'd be a fool. Right? So when a woman starts to snowflake, and snowflake isn't the term where, you know, you might explain to them, my ex did this, and then they always say, the subtle unicorn will say, I would never do that to you. How many men do you know? How many, how many of you have had a woman say that to you and then later on did cluster Bs and, and use the court system to her advantage, either divorcing or taking the kids or taking money, even though they initiated the breakup and all these things, whatever. That's called snowflake, right? Each snowflake is unique. I would never do that. So this man has a problem that someone like me doesn't have. I don't believe anything a woman says. I don't believe anything a woman says because I'd be a fool too. Because I've had women say these things. I would never do that. And then they do it. Now, you could say it's my fault. But either way, actions, results, that's all that matters is the results. It's the results. So with this guy, when you have a guy who's really never personally felt the brunt of anything that we talk about here, plus he's meeting a woman who seems like a girl that he would have commonality with and possibly even marry, there's problems. He has cognitive dissonance. He knows on one level, no, this is a bad idea. I know better intellectually, intellectually. But again, intellectually doesn't mean crap. It doesn't mean shit. How to purge a relationship thirst? You can't purge it intellectually. We could tell you the stats on divorce for all day. But you got to purge it emotionally, especially if you're a nice guy. People pleaser, right? No luck with women. All these guys have not been able to purge emotionally the reasons, uh, the, 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 the relationship thirst. And that's the more dangerous thing. So... With guys like this, especially if they want to have children, they're really in a pickle. And so what do I tell men like this? It's like when you when you evangelize the gospel. And you guys know I'm a traditional Catholic. The Holy Spirit is the one that converts. You, you can be a vehicle of that, but ultimately it's like the Pharaoh. If his heart is hardened and he doesn't want to hear it, nothing you say is going to make a difference unless the Holy Spirit intervenes. And you can, you, you can evangelize your family about Christianity or about veganism or whatever you're into. They don't want to hear it. Heart is hardened. So with guys like this, you tell them, you know, she's love bombing you for a reason. If she effed you on the second date, how many other men do you think she effed on the second date as well? 
especially if she didn't ask you to put on a condom. You think you're the first guy to go in there? How many men have been in there? His turn, your turn, their turn. When a woman says, oh, you're the best guy I've ever met, you don't think she's used that line before? I mean, even, even from like a Pollyanna Disney mindset, the thing is, romantic love doesn't exist because all of you guys have said I love you to a woman. And do you still love that woman? Well, unless some of you are still pining and wistfully pining for an ex, most of you don't. Why? Because romantic love doesn't exist. If romantic love really existed, and we have an episode on this, then we'd still be in love with the first person. Now you'd be like, Gregory, what happens if she cheated on me? Well, okay, fine. You would say, okay, I don't trust her. But if romantic love was immortal, you'd still be in love with her, but you're not. So this woman telling you, oh, I've never met a man like you. She said that before. Oh, I love you. She said that before, and she's not in love with that guy. And likely, statistically, she probably broke up with that guy. So if she broke up with that guy who she said, I, I love you, you're the best I've ever had, blah, 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 blah. She's not with him anymore. She's already set the precedent she can do it to you. And the thing about the subtle unicorn is, especially if you're vetting her for marriage, you have to be very careful and read between the lines because... These women, especially if they're narcs, because we know narcs and all the cluster bees do love bombing as a tactic to, to kind of blind you, to inveigle you, to ensnare you. So they'll use the sex, but they'll also do like what Christian Grey does on Fifty Shades of Grey, right? Fly you around the world, give you gifts. But with women, since they're, most of them are dirt broke, they're not going to do that. Their equivalent is sex and sweet love bombing and mimicking what they think you want. Because women are smart. They know. They don't need to ask you. If you're a successful, wealthy man, they're going to know, okay, chances are he's a fiscal conservative. So they'll say, I'm a Trump supporter. And you're like, oh my God, I met a Trump supporter female. She can just glean it, man. It's like psychics. When you go see a psychic, they can just glean it. So don't judge her words. Judge her actions. And this is important if you're talking about marriage where she's like, yeah, um, I just got a degree, I got my PhD, and now I want to start my career, but she's 32. And you're like, yeah, I want to have kids. Yeah, uh, maybe one kid uh, after I start my career. See, when, when they say things like this, the, 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 the dick-napped, love-bombed, I'm-in-love guy is just going to go right over their head because they're trying to put the circle peg in the circle hole. And they're not hearing the red flags. If a woman that you're dating says, I'm a feminist, humongous red flag. And if a woman says at 31, 32, yeah, uh, I want to start my career, what does that mean? And look, understand, but I get it. You know, she's spent a decade getting a degree that she doesn't need as she's wasted away her fertility. And now she's like, I want that degree to pay off. So now she wants to work the next five, six years. Right? Maybe to pay off that debt or really to get you to pay off the debt if you're stupid enough to marry her. Because that's, that's their MO. They don't want to use their money. Their money is their money. Your, your money is our money when you get married. So from her perspective, she wants to work. So when you're like, I want to have a big family, and then she says, I only want to have a kid. I want to put my career first. That is when the cognitive dissonance kicks in, and you really need to be listening and use your intuitiveness, your intuition. Like, oh, red flag, I'm out. And then this is so important too, guys, because with the subtle unicorn, when they do stuff like this, especially if they say they're a feminist, you're out. You're 34 and she's 31 and she says, I'm a feminist. I've spent the last 10 years of my life in education, academia, getting degrees. Of course, I don't need. She's been infected and vitiated by radical feminism. How do you think that's going to make her in terms of a wife? Do you think she's going to be obedient? Do you think she's going to adhere to traditional family values? Probably not. And then she's telling you, I don't, you know, she's not saying, I don't want a large family. You're saying, I want to have kids. And she's like, 
yeah, I want to have a kid. I want to work for five, six years. So the typical beta simped man is going to like, okay, I'll wait five, six years because really you have no reproductive rights. See, she could slap in the IUD. If she's never had a kid, she can't use an IUD. But say, whatever, the hormonal contraceptive shot. And you can't have kids. Like, with, with, if it's the other way around and the, and the man's like, I don't want to have a kid, I don't want to have a kid, the woman can just ride you really well. Be baby, don't worry. You know, you'll pull out in time and then she'll lock her legs in as you, ooh, and you give her your seat. But when it's the other way around and the woman doesn't want to have a kid, there's nothing you can do about it. She takes the permanent contraceptive stuff. So then you're waiting six years for her to finally deign to have a kid with you. By this point, she's 37, 38, like Meghan Markle. Now you might maybe get a kid because she allows it because she's a feminist. Where the whole time you wanted to have more kids. So now you're passive aggressive and angry. But you didn't see the red flags from the subtle unicorn. She was telling you those things early on. So this is what I would tell you men. Dating is vetting. Dating is not about screwing. It's about vetting if you're dumb enough to marry. And we knew this in the old days. Dating was always chaperoned and it was considered courtship. And it was all about lining up values. Really the parents were doing it because you know they realized young people were stupid. And it was the parents doing it, which was smart. But it was all about that. And when you weren't having sex, you could use your logic and reason and, and decipher you know, what, where the values did and didn't line up. But women are smart. They want to screw you pretty quickly. Yet, yet the simps think that they're the first guy that this woman is screwing. Not thinking she probably has a body count of at least 20 lovers by the time she's 30 easily. You can just do the math. And they don't want to hear it. And what, 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 they don't want to hear what she's saying about the career and the kid and being a feminist. So what does this tell me? When a guy meets this woman who seems things line up, but on some things they don't, which are very important, like ideology, and he still stays with a woman who's a, who says she's a feminist and only wants to have a kid and put her career first, then it, again, it goes to that, that episode we did. Seven reasons, seven ways you can find out that he doesn't think he's the king, he's the catch. You don't think you're the king and the catch. Because if you thought you were the king and the catch, what would you do? You would dump her immediately as soon as she said she was a feminist. And especially, like, if you're religious and she's not religious, obviously you're not, you're not going to marry this woman. I mean, I don't have to spend time on that. You're going to marry an atheist or a, a, a fallen away Christian while you're practicing your faith. That is not going to work. Trust me. So then you're like, okay, I'm 33, she's 31. She's already almost a geriatric uh, pregnancy, geriatric womb. I'm the catch, I'm the king because I age better than women do and because I make 80 to 100% of the income eventually when we get married, I'm going to go young. So the guy who knows he's the king and the catch would never be with what? Go to that episode, a fat woman, an older woman, a woman with debt. And so when you see these men with these women, you automatically know they're a simp. And the women know it too. This is why they rage at him and do all the shit tests and so forth. Because even though they're like happy that you saved them, or you took them on in their post years, they really don't respect you because deep down they know that you shouldn't have. So know you're the king and the catch. And so when you encounter the subtle unicorn, vet, 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 vet. And as soon as you see something, especially where the values don't line up, end it and go with somebody younger, somebody who statistically hasn't ridden the carousel as much to so try to find a 23, 24, 25-year-old, and somebody whose values line up more, Someone who wants to have more family, bigger family. Or even she wants to have a career. She's only 24, so she has more years to do the kids and to have the, the, the career. Whereas if you meet her and she's 35 and she says, I want to have a career, she only has so many fertile years. So it's a humongous red flag and then you'll end up hating her because you don't get the amount of kids that you want. And then when the man says, oh, I can't get a 25-year-old when you're 36, 
Okay, well then improve your six sixes. Do something about it. Don't complain about it. Do something about it. And if you can't go Maca DiCaprio, then you go Monk. Right? We have that saying. Either go DiCaprio or go Monk. Don't settle for a 40-year-old fat woman with tons of debt who's a single mom. Again, that says more about you than about her. You can see why she'd want to be with you. But it says more about you. Then hold out and be a monk. Pray. And then keep looking for a woman whose values meet yours, who's younger, who can give me more years of fertility, and whose religious or ideological values line up. Guys, if you appreciate my content, please post an honest review right now. It takes you five seconds. You don't have to write anything. You just punch in five stars. It helps to get this message out. We can get this algorithm going so more men will hear this message to save a man, stop his wedding. We are, if you type in MGTOW or Red Pill, I think we're one of the top three channels, and that's all because of you. I appreciate that. Please post an honest review. Also, there's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal if you want to donate 5 or $10 to defray the cost of hosting this podcast. Of course, it's this podcast I don't make a dime out of. Also, there's a link for Naturopathic Earth. That's the website. Click on that. There's tons of articles on dating, on unhealthy eating, on optimizing your life. On the homepage on the right side, you'll see my two books, Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior and Confessions of an Obese Child. Click on that. It takes you to Amazon. You can buy those books on Amazon, Kindle or paperback, or you can search and buy whatever you want. Let's say you want to buy a garden hose because the summer season's coming. Buy a garden hose by going through our links, by clicking on the, the, the books on my website, and we get a 2% commission at no expense to you because we're Amazon affiliates. Also, if you want to talk... One-on-one, -on -one, contact me at clarity.fm. We can talk. And lastly, please check out the Female Holistic Health Apothecary. I haven't done an episode in a couple of weeks because I'm hoping to get a woman to do it. So it's on hiatus. Confessions of an Obese Child, which is my original podcast that deals with addiction and early childhood trauma. And of course, The Awakening. Until next time, take care. God bless. Thank you for listening to The Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at The Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time. Tributed to Nine Inch Nails.